What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we'll jump right into it, jumping right into it. Um, the first thing I noticed was that Mike Trout had a big game yesterday. The Angels had a big game yesterday. The Angels defeated the Mariners yesterday 16-3. to And you saw multiple home runs from Joe Adele, his first two career home runs. You saw Mike Trout have three hits and six RBIs. Stretching his major league lead in RBIs. It was just a big offensive night from the Blue Jays overall. And then Dylan Bundy with a solid outing. You know, the trade deadline's almost here. The trade deadline's Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific. So this could have been Dylan Bundy's last start with the Angels because he's been involved in trade rumors leading right up to this deadline coming up. And Bundy went five and a third innings, allowing one run on four hits and three walks. So he improved to four and two with a two, four, seven ERA and seven starts. It's very possible he'll get dealt in the next day as contenders look to shore up their rotation. Bunny could definitely be someone who could slide in there and, and help teams out because he's been good this year. But yesterday it was the offense. Uh, it was, it was definitely the offense and just kind of carrying them, but. Adele became the youngest Angels player to homer since Trout hit a homer in 2012. You know, Adele's 21 years old and they haven't had a 21 year old hit a homer since Mike Trout, um, in his rookie season, late in his rookie season. So yeah, big offensive night from the Angels out there in Anaheim. The usual suspect, Mike Trout, obviously gets in there as well. The other LA team, the Dodgers, found their way back into the win column yesterday in Arlington. Um, Max Muncie and Cody Bellinger powered the Dodgers yesterday to a 7-4 victory. Um, I mean, this is a team that everyone knows will be fine. They just hit a bit of a rough patch, kind of, in the last several games, but they'll be right on track. Muncie three-run bomb yesterday. Bellinger two run homer. Uh, Bellinger also walked twice. You know, Bellinger's also been, you know, finding his way out of his early season funk. And we also have to remember that these guys have, I mean, they have like a hundred and, you know, just a little over a hundred at bats at this point in the season. Anyone who's struggling after a bit over a hundred at bats in a normal season, we'd say, yeah, it's just a slow start. But this year, we're at the halfway mark. So it's just, you take it for what it is. But RBI double from AJ Pollock and then Ross Stripling. So this is someone who the Dodgers need to go deeper into games. Um, really. Um, he was charged with three runs over four plus innings, but he needs to go deeper, you know, so that he could take some stress off the bullpen. Um, the, so the Dodgers definitely have some questions about the rotation's future because another short start from Ross Stripling means that, you know, they would like to find someone who, who can get, you know, into the, it's a sixth inning or something like that in the fifth, sixth inning. But obviously nowadays, just the way teams are built, very few pitchers go into the sixth inning anymore. Um, you know, it seems like five innings is a pretty typical start anyway, but you know, they had, they did have a bullpen loss on Friday night. Um, but, Last night, Saturday night, they were able to put things together with their bullpen of Blake Trinan, Adam Kolarek, Caleb Ferguson, 
Brewster Gratterall and Kenley Jansen combining to close things out. And then trying to get the win. Jansen, his ninth save. And Kenley Jansen is actually now tied with Goose Gossage for 25th on the all-time saves list at 310 saves. And um, the bullpen for the Dodgers is actually 14-6 and six with a 2.06 ERA, the best ERA in the National League. And, yeah, so that is that's something that the Dodgers will definitely try to rectify is, like, not taxing the bullpen so much, although they have a strong bullpen. You know, you want your stars to be able to go deeper in the games, if possible. In other news, the White Sox. You know, this is a White Sox team we've talked about a lot. Fun, one of the, you know, White Sox and Padres are two of the fun teams to watch, but, you know, White Sox are, are great. So they, they lost yesterday, nine to six to the Royals yesterday in Chicago. But the noteworthy thing about it was that with an Edwin Encarnacion home run in the bottom of the fourth, they were able to set a franchise record for home runs in a single month. So 52 home runs in August. That's that's a White Sox record for most homers in a single month. You know, we saw them absolutely break out this year with the, you know, the big, you know, Cuban boys, you know, um, Jose Abreu, uh, um, Luis Robert, Grandal, guys like that. Neil Moncada, just hitting home runs left and right. That's what they've been doing. So that, that's kind of what I want to touch on here. But, you know, yesterday, a four-hit game from Tim Anderson, who just continues to hit this year, who has been a hit machine um, for over the last calendar year because obviously he led the American League in in uh batting average last year but they did fall nine to six to the royals so the royals did win this game so um i will give the royals their due you know their due respect just wanted to mention that the white Sox broke the franchise record for most home runs in a month and they still have you know they still have a couple days left they still have today and tomorrow to add to that moving up to cincinnati well i guess we'll stay in the midwest because we're in chicago um it was a 6-5 to five walk-off victory for the Reds on a bases-loaded wild pitch in the bottom of the seventh. Um, but before that, I mean, I'm talking about game two of the doubleheader. Before that, in this game, there were a bunch of ejections. The bench is cleared in Cincinnati. There were a few pitches that, you know, neither team liked. First was a pitch, you know, up by the head of Anthony Rizzo. Then there's a pitch, you know, high and tight to Shogo Akiyama. And then, um, you know, both teams had things to say. Bench is cleared. A bunch of players are ejected, not because they were fighting or anything, but because they, you know, left the bench. <laughs> like you saw Joey Votto and, uh, you know, Jesse Winker, guys like that start yelling and getting on the field. As soon as they step on the field, they were getting ejected. But the Reds were able to overcome that, win that game two of the doubleheader. Chicago won game one, though. Uh, three to nothing game one. So it was a doubleheader sweep in Cincinnati. Jay Happ was strong in his return to the Yankees. You know, the Yankees have been needing to right the ship recently. I talked about their injury woes. Jay Happ came back and, and, you know, he was pretty strong. Um, Saturday, Yankee Stadium, terrific seven and a third scoreless innings. That's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you need from your starting pitcher. I was talking about pitchers not going deep into ball games anymore. You know, seven to third, it's like you don't see that very often now, nowadays. 
But yeah, seven and a third scoreless innings from J-Hab set the tone, and they were able to get that win against the Mets yesterday. Um, much needed, much needed win, and 2-1 series victory. Luke Voigt continues to be a force. Um, he provided J-Hap with an early lead. He had a first inning home run into short right field. His 12th home run of the season. That's Luke Voigt's seventh homer in his last nine games. It was only damage done in four innings against Rob Gesellman, who started for the Mets, but Luke Voigt has just been a monster recently. He's been carrying that offense with all those other guys you know, on the shelf right now. Luke Voigt has been one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Absolutely. Moving to Houston, um, the Astros swept the doubleheader. They swept the doubleheader. Um, all they needed to do so was Kyle Tucker. I mean, this dude was just uh, producing all night long. 4-2 win in game one over the, over the Athletics and then 6-3 victory over the A's in game two. A nice little doubleheader sweep. They get within two and a half games of the first place A's in the AL West. They have a Sunday series finale, but it was Kyle Tucker, you know, on the day. Six ribbies in the doubleheader, and he just needs to keep it coming. Um, he was one of their big questions surrounding the Astros, you know, coming into the season. What were they going to get from the former number five overall pick, who absolutely destroyed AAA pitching, but, you know, hadn't shown much in his big league debut in 2018. But now he's coming back in... 2020 and he's looking really good he's looking really good george springer hit a two-run homer yesterday um you know he's he seems to be heating up a bit he, he really does um slow start a lot of people with the questions oh because they're not cheating anymore no more trash cans um things like that is it that the Astros are never this good what's going on it could have just been a slow start like i said everything's magnified in such a short season but yeah kyle tucker also has six triples at this point in the season, that's a club record through 33 games of a season. He's been a stud, absolute stud. So, yeah, the Brewers get a walk-off home run from Eric Sogard against the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. Bottom of the ninth, no outs, a runner on. He hits a walk-off two-run blast to send the Brewers home happy. In this game, Christian Yelich also hit a home run. Um, yeah, Brewers win up there in Milwaukee. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, you know, trade deadline is tomorrow. You know, we'll, we'll definitely have some more trades. Uh, we'll do a recap for you all when that's, when that's concluded. So we can kind of summarize everything that's happened, but that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection.